Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing, and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really, really excited about this topic today. So today what we're talking about is the art of taking ownership for our lives and the power of choice. So I love this topic because we have the choice to really step into our lives and really be creators and victors over our story, or we have the opportunity to stay in a victim place. And this is like, when this happens, we don't, we aren't able to take ownership because we see that life is just happening to us. There's no sense of control. It's just a lot of powerlessness and helplessness. So I'm going to start off by quoting Joe Dispenza. And I absolutely love Joe Dispenza. If you don't know Joe Dispenza, I'm going to include some of his videos in our show notes. And we'll also include some of the quotes that I refer to in this podcast. So He says, can you accept the notion that once you change your internal state, you don't need the external world to provide you with a reason to feel joy, gratitude, appreciation, or any other elevated emotion? What I like about this is we can take our own power back by really thinking about what is it that I want to create in my life? What is it that's not working for me? And how can I create this in a way that's meaningful and that helps me with moving forward. So the other thing that I want to refer, the other quote I want to refer to is to be empowered, to be free, to be unlimited, to be creative, to be divine. This is who you really are. Once you feel this way, memorize this feeling. Remember this feeling. This is who you really are. Um, again, that's from his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. Okay, so I would like to talk about this. So two themes here. One is identifying and accepting who we really are. And the second one looks like, okay, how do I take ownership for my life? And how can I be the victor over my life instead of the victim? Okay, so Each day we have an opportunity to choose whether we want to be the creator or victim over our lives. Our experiences greatly deepen and depend on the narrative we put ourselves in, meaning the story that we tell ourselves when something happens, you know, when someone doesn't show up for you. What is the narrative that you tell yourself when you don't get that job or you don't get the thing you were hoping for in your life? Or when tragedy hits so severely that your life is totally shooken, what is the narrative that you tell yourself when those things happen? What part do I want to play? We can choose. Do I want to be the victim or the survivor of my life and my story? What part do I want to play? Reacting to past stories and narratives shortcuts ourselves and our creative flow and passion to truly become victors and creators of our own story. So when we think about this, the um, as therapists, or at least in my practice, I talk a lot about polyvagal theory, and I talk a lot about the autonomic nervous system and how we respond to threats and trauma. So when we have been hardwired and we have these patterns of survival that we learned as children, 
we automatically may go to those patterns again and again and again, because it's what we learned. So our brains are hardwired to protect us. So we go into fight, flight, or freeze. And um, polyvagal theory basically shows like we have a window of tolerance. This is where we can regulate our emotions. Hyperarousal. Okay, this is our very agitated state and anxious state. We can't, there's no new learning that can take place in this state. Hypoarousal is when we shut down, we're depressed, we're numb. No new information can be integrated at this point either. So what we can learn from this is when we can create a sense of safety within ourselves, peace within ourselves, what means is what that means is when the world is going crazy or when things are happening that are chaotic in our lives, we can come back to a state of calm. And so this is what I think, this is what, how I interpret what Joe Dispenza is saying is that we actually can have a lot more control and manageability over our lives than we realize and give ourselves credit for. Our bodies and mind are hardwired to protect us, but also to help us survive trauma and the difficulty with staying in the past. So our bodies, obviously, like when something happens, it may trigger you and you may have past memories. Okay. So we know that that can come up. Um, We are continually reacting to past threats so that we are able to protect ourselves in the future. This mechanism keeps us from thriving and reaching our full potential. So what I mean when I say this is, yes, thank goodness we have our survival systems in place. This is how we stay alive. This is how our bodies are able to react and respond if there's a threat. But when there is not a threat or when the threat is minimal, but yet our bodies and our minds are reacting at such a high level, this keeps us in survival mode instead of thriving in our lives. So an important practice to have are um, grounding techniques or a practice that helps you with coming back to a regulated state so that your body can learn new patterns. And there's a lot of research that shows with meditation and mindfulness, how people are really able to break some of these conditioned patterns that they've had and really um, change those patterns with the brain and the body so that the reactivity is much less. The symptoms are, are much less as well. Setting small and simple goals each day keeps us focused on our goals and the focus of our lives. Without direction, our vision and our future picture statement, where we're wanting to go, is like trying to reach a destination that you have never been been to before without a map or a GPS. So one of the ways that you can support yourself with um, staying in that window of tolerance, but also creating the life that you want is to have a future picture statement. Um, I'm going to talk about this even more in future podcasts, and I've mentioned it in some of my previous ones, but the future picture statement basically is a statement of what you want to achieve in your life stated in the present moment. And it can change frequently. You can update it as much as you want to, but basically it is your vision or your picture of what you want to create. One of the things that Joe Dispenza talks about is because our mind is constantly bringing us to the past that we need a uh, image pictures um, of what we're wanting to create, the kind of person we're wanting to be, the kind of life that we are wanting to create. This is what keeps us focused on where we're going so that when we have a lot of stressors or triggers that are challenging, we can come back to that. Okay. So um, 
Setting small and simple goals each day keeps us focused on our goals and the focus of our lives. So this is how we open ourselves up to manifestations or to creating the vision in life that we want. It's by action, it's by effort, it's by diligence, but it's also by having this image and this picture. And it's really awesome if you take like five or 10 minutes in the morning and do your meditation and really connect in with a picture or an image of the kind of life that you want. Start with one thing, like if it's to buy a house or if it's to the kind of career you want to be in, really start thinking about what those things are putting your intention into them, but then also creating the imagery that goes along with it. And if you're not sure what that looks like, just get creative, start writing about it. If it doesn't come now, it will come with time. So number one is be willing to take risks and create a vision for yourself of what you want your life to look like. When you are walking the path of change, expect to face challenges, meaning that when we are doing something new, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. And what we know is that's part of the growth process. And that means that we're on the path we need to be on. Um, so the path of least resistance will keep us where we're currently at. But the path of resistance, that is where we're going to find ourselves in a state of change. Read or look at pictures of your vision each and every day. So take five minutes and read your future picture statement and look at pictures of what you are intending to create in your life. And this is how you're going to be able to make steps, take steps to make it happen. And I promise you some weird things start to happen once you start taking action on these goals and you start moving forward, like change starts to happen. Absolutely. Um, so take small actions to be deliberate, intentional, realistic about your daily goal, set them small each and every day and and don't give up. Keep on working on them even when it gets difficult. Great things will happen when we focus on the simple steps to achieving our goals. Be willing to open your heart up. So being willing to accept that there may be rejection, that there may be challenging experiences. And open your heart up to being willing to embrace some of the challenges that you're going to face. And the more you can be connected to yourself, the more you'll be able to buffer some of the the challenges that and the difficulties that you may face. If we never try, we will be unable to create what we're looking for in our lives. So if we decide that the fear is going to outweigh our courage, then we will continue to create the same patterns and the same situations. But when we decide that courage is taking us on another path, and we're going to show up for ourselves, we're going to show up for others, we are creating a new story. We are creating something different. Step into the unknown and accept that you may not understand what is before you. If you have your future picture statement, that is that is leading you to victory. That is leading you to success. That is leading you to where you want to be. So if right now you don't see your vision and you don't even know what that is and everything is like really confusing and feels like a mess, that's okay. Like write down something small, 
right? Like one thing that you're looking to have more of in your life, it could be connection. It could be friendships. It could be more bonded to your children. It could be um, more time for self-care. The more time you spend with yourself, the more you're going to start to uncover and realize and understand what things are important to you. And that's going to give you direction and focus. So a big part of this is trusting the process because things don't always work out the way we want them to. Sometimes we are hoping for something to work out and it doesn't. So I love, um, I'm trying to remember where this came from, but just the idea of being happy with whatever comes your way is a way of really cultivating this compassionate awareness and connection with life. See, because when we engage with life in a way of like, I'm going to be happy when something happens to me, I get the job, I get, I find the partner, I find the, whatever it is that I'm looking for. We often find ourselves very depleted because it's based off of an external reward or an external situation in life that we may or may not achieve. And so if we can come to a sense of peace with where we are currently at in our life circumstances, this opens us up to more possibilities that we may not even realize that we're able to tap into. Okay. So find a team, your tribe, find your tribe of individuals who are willing to do this work with you, who are willing to step into this. And we thrive when we're connected to others and especially because those people can help us see our full potential and help us reach our full potential. One of the things I loved about my time in Africa was the women's group. They were so incredible. They were so awesome. And one thing I loved about it is um, a lot of the community leaders would say to me, like this community thrives because of the women, because they come together and they support each other and they work on things. And so you would always see groups of women working together to like solve a problem, repair a fence, like so many different things. And they would like go through like their daily chores or their daily life and they would be together. And so we have to remember that as women, we need to band together. We need to create connections, groups, tribes that can help us with moving forward because on our bad day, We're going to have that friend or that mentor that's going to call us and is going to say, keep on going. You've got this. Um, We also need to be willing to fail. Failure is not a bad thing. Failure is part of life. When we fall down, we know how to pick ourselves up and we keep on going. So as long as we are picking ourselves up, dusting ourselves off and moving forward, That is how we're going to find success. But the idea that we all need to be perfect and just need to get this all at once really keeps us very stuck. And we're not really able to reach our full potential when we're, when we're reacting to life in this way. The reason for this is because one, oftentimes there's this expectation that we should be perfect and know everything all at once. And that it's just, we should have it all together. And the truth is, is that nobody really has everything all together. We're all learning. We're all growing. And so being willing to accept those weaknesses that you have is an act of courage and strength and bravery. And if we want to change our imperfections, the way we do it is through our strengths. When you start to acknowledge the things that you have working for you and the additional support you need, 
This is how you're going to find success. You're going to figure out new solutions or ways to navigate life. Um, and so as you, as you are able to understand like your next step or the, the next solution, and as you focus on your strengths, this is what helps us overcome the imperfect, the weaknesses that maybe aren't our strengths. And it's okay that we're going to have some things that are our strengths and some things that are not. And so embracing all parts of ourselves means accepting that I'm imperfect and I love myself anyways, and I'm still going to move forward with life. Okay. Discover who you are, sit in silence, meditate, hike, get connected to the outside world and the people around you. So finding ways to get connected with others is key, but also being willing to really uncover who you are and knowing yourself is also a really important part of this journey. Okay. So also like trusting that we have the capacity to rise to our full potential. So thinking about your higher self, thinking about if you were to go on this, this walk and you just imagine coming to the door of your highest self and knocking at the door. And then as the door opens, like having this loving embrace with your higher self, I want you to think about what, what makes you, what is your higher self like, like the person that you're trying to become, what are the qualities? What are the characteristics? Think about all of the goodness that comes from your higher self. And then part of your future picture statement can be writing down some of these things. Um, I want to encourage you to do this work because I know that it works. I use this. I have been using this for years with myself, but I also use it with my clients. This is something that can be transformative in your recovery. And then coming back to the power of choice. Every day we have choices that are going to either align us with where we want to go or pull us away. And it's okay if we figure out, oh yeah, like this, we find something that pulled us away from our path. We just figure out how to do it differently, what solutions, supports, connection we need. And then we just make a choice to get back on the path, get back on track. Where do we want to go? What do we want to be working on? You know, if you have exercise goals and then you find that you're lacking in that area or that you've uh, fallen out of your routine, it's okay. Give yourself a lot of compassion and then just, just start practicing again. All of this is practice. So then my, the last thing I want to hone in on today is compassion. And I know I talk about compassion a lot, but it's so key in helping us to heal, especially from perfectionism and a lot of the conditioning that we've learned. So really thinking about ways that you can be very kind to yourself. You know, if you're having a bad day, something happens, really thinking about the way you would talk to your friend or one of your children and provide yourself with the same compassion that you would give others. Remember always that you can rise to wherever you want to be. The possibilities are limitless. I hope you have a fantastic week. Uh, it's been an honor to be with you. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast with your host, Sarah Carter. Make sure to like and subscribe. And if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org 
and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.